Hi, this is Merluz and welcome to the third episode of the Create Your Normal podcast, a podcast where we discuss how you can create your own normal, a normal that feels good to your soul. So let's dive into today's topic. I want to talk about a topic that has come up over the past years in the news more and I'm so grateful for that um, and I wish it was openly discussed more when I was younger and it's a topic that is dear to my heart because I have had some struggles with it so hopefully by sharing my story um, it can help some people. So I'm gonna talk about mental health and first off I want to say that I'm not a professional, I'm not a psychologist, psychiatric, I don't, I've never worked in the healthcare industry, so I'm not an expert. I didn't study medicine, I, I'm not giving out certain um, medical advice here, I will just always recommend if you don't feel well or you feel like something is off, always consult, consult your doctor. Um, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there because in today's episode, I'm going to discuss some of the challenges that I had and how I still cope with some of them, but how I overcome also a lot of those challenges uh, when it comes to mental health. And so I'm just going to share my personal story and... As I said, everyone is different, everyone is unique, and everyone has their own challenges in life. Um, we all come to this earth, as I see it, um, with our own ups and our own downs, our own challenges that we have to face that make us into the person that we are and that are unique for all of us. So the way that I might handle things might not be the best for you, um, but it's always at least if I speak for myself, I had really a lot of support listening to podcasts, listening to certain YouTubers about how to cope with your mental health and what you can do, certain tips, certain advices that they came up with. And I just want to say that your mental health is just not an easy thing to talk about because as I said, it's unique for everyone, um, but it also, it can be that one day you're feeling better and then the next day you feel off again. So I want to talk about that and about my experiences when it comes to my challenges and how I currently deal with those. Um, so let me start with the very first time that I I personally dealt with um, something regarding mental health and something that I vividly remember. Um, it's when I was about four or five, I guess. And I remember being um, outside in, on the playground and suddenly I had like an anxiety attack and I was so small. And I have a sister who's two years older and I remember going to her and telling her that I thought I had a heart attack. So we went to the teacher and of course she calmed me down and said there's nothing wrong and everything like that. But of 
course, after this incident, they contacted my parents and said that, you know, maybe we should, maybe you should check, check that out with your doctor or anything. Because, yeah, um, as a kid, I think it's kind of extraordinary already so young to experience those kind of anxieties. And it was, but um, luckily... Um, the years that followed, I never really had a lot of problems with it. I did feel kind of isolated from a lot of the other kids, but I also knew or felt that it had to do with the way I worked and the way I saw the world and that it might be slightly different than uh, some of the other children. Um, I must say that I now know, at, I'm 27 at the moment, I know that I'm a highly sensitive person. I know that I need to control the input that I put, the amount of exposure I have on a daily basis. And this seems really heavy maybe, but I know that if I'm too long exposed to, I don't know, like large groups of people, um, a lot of... Um, stimuli too much social media for example um, just too much that my brain is kind of in overdrive and I need time to myself it's a really really basic thing but until you really are confronted with it on a daily day-to-day -day basis as an adult I guess you learn how to deal with that because as a kid you can't really actively discover certain patterns in your life and what is good and what is not and also as I said um, it has to do with stimuli but it also has to do with the foods that you put into your body um, I never knew how much of an impact food has and the more I read about it the more I am amazed about what I can learn about um, the effects of food on our on our brains, on our immune system, on our gut health, everything. So food is a big component. Then there's the external uh, influences that I just talked about. And then there is lifestyle choices that you can do. So for example, building in certain routines, just like yoga, meditation, that really bring you back to yourself. And that can be different for everyone. So for one person, it might be a Zumba class or a spinning class, really high intensity workouts that you're sweating and really feeling like you do an active workout. For me, that's really not the case because I've noticed that I'm a very competitive person and the competition is mostly with myself. And that's in in uh, a lot of different parts in my life. So when I do a high intensity workout class with others, for example, I want to outperform myself and I don't want to compete with myself. I'm kind of done with that. So I really enjoy mostly to do, for example, a yin yoga um, class on YouTube or some breathing exercises at home, just something easy and I can fall back on, but not something that complements uh, co complicates my day even more because yeah my head is already um, full of many ideas and etc so yeah so coming back to my story is that when I had it uh, four or five that was my first incident really and 
then I guess the next challenge that I had to cope with is when I was 13 or 14 and my hormones kind of uh, started coming up and you kind of move into womanhood, a new phase of a girl's life. I'm sorry guys for all the ones that are listening, but it's true. Um, so there's many hormones and you already feel like there's a lot going on, right? Um, but on top of that, I had this high sensitivity that I didn't really know how to cope with yet. I didn't have those healthy structures in my life. I, I ate a lot of junk food or, yeah, looking back on it was junk food. And I ate also, I drank, uh, I started drinking alcohol at the age of 15, the legal age was back then 16 in Holland. Now they opted to 18, which I think is way better. But I also feel like that we didn't really talk about the health benefits of drinking on such a young age. So looking back on it, I now know that I would never tell my younger self to drink and drink in those amounts that I did before because it was the worst thing I could do for my mental health. I noticed when I was in that time period, 14, 15, 15, 14, 15, 16, let's say, that I started gaining weight, which is natural because you move into womanhood. But I also had more, more periods where I felt off, just where I felt down and insecure and sometimes even hopeless. And... Of course, as I said, like it's normal to in puberty have doubts and, you know, concerns about what you want to do. And I guess all of those things are normal. But for me, it became abnormal to to an extent in where I just didn't feel like leaving the home, leaving my house or where I felt so anxious that I couldn't go on my bike or where I had panic attacks um at school during certain exams or tests and and I guess the most difficult time looking back on it was that I felt so deeply alone um and it's part of the reason why I want to talk about this because I hope that young people can listen to my story and feel that they are not alone because I feel like there are so many of us that experience loneliness, um, ex experience the feeling of not being part of something or we d haven't found our passion or our, the, the things that we are good at in life yet, or at least we're still hesitant or still searching. And I was very much one of those um, girls. Yeah, when I look back on this, I was very insecure. Um, Partly had to do with my upbringing um, as well um, with parents that were quite absent um, at times. And I love my parents, don't get me wrong. But um, yeah, looking back, I guess when you're older, you have some time to reevaluate re and you also see that those things can have an influence. So yeah, yeah. Um, that was very much then kind of the second phase in my life in where I thought, okay, there's something off. And it became so bad that I couldn't go to school some days. And that's why I 
started seeing a psychologist at age 17, I guess. And she helped me kind of with some things. For example, one thing that I really vividly remember is that she told me I should sit in front of the class because if I sit on in the back of the class room, that I would just experience too much distractions for my brain basically so I couldn't concentrate and she was completely right because it's such a simple thing to do but it helped me because I always made sure I was in front of the class I did my homework as much as possible in class I'm I asked as much possible questions and it helped me to concentrate while I was in school because otherwise I would just I think never have finished high school if it wasn't for that advice so I I was very much, uh, I think, a good student. I really enjoyed learning new things and didn't really matter what topic. Although I thought finance was not my favorite topic. But other than that, I was kind of interested in a lot of things. So I didn't have a hard time studying. I just had a hard time concentrating. And looking back on it, it had to do with, as I said, many things. Being highly sensitive, um, I've never got tested for it, but I think uh, I have a thing called ADD, which is why I have difficulty sometimes concentrating on certain tasks. But due to the lifestyle changes that I made, it made such an enormous difference already. So I want to touch upon those later. But first, let me finish um, kind of the cycle of the challenges I've went through. So... Um, yeah, I went through that difficult period in my teens, uh, late teens, and then I went to university. I remember that it was a period where I partied a lot and I, I knew there were things that were off, um, in my health in general, my physical health, my mental health, but I, I kind of ignored it because I felt like I have another pressure, right? Like, now I'm an adult, now I have to kind of make it and do good and continue. So I guess this one pressure after another, as we grow up, we move from, you know, being in our early teens to our late teens and moving into young adulthood. Every time there is another expectation and another pressure that we put on ourselves. And I very much experienced that. And looking back on it, it wasn't good at all for my mental health because I never took, I never felt like I could take a break to work on myself, if that makes any sense. And nowadays you see, luckily, there's so many young people that take a gap year or take some time off to really explore things that they love. And if you have the chance to do that, please do it because I think it could be, really make the difference. It could really bring you into a direction earlier on in your life into a direction that feeds your soul that is inspiring to you a direction that feels good to you whereas I just felt like from a very young age I guess I was kind of in a survival mode I just needed to do a university degree right and looking back on it I've I could question like why do I needed to do that but it's just something that I guess I felt from the outside. Mm, partly from 
my family, partly from the society I grew up in. I was surrounded by a lot of high performers, um, people that did really good in school. And I also never wanted to disappoint anyone. So it was also, um, uh, most of it was just the pressure that I put on myself, I guess, as well. Um, and I also had this strong desire to be successful and I guess that's also has been one of my strengths and looking back on it it probably originates from me not feeling like I was capable in many areas when I grew up so I had this thing of overperforming and being successful and showing the world that I could do it all and looking back on it obviously it makes sense because I wanted to feel like I mattered I wanted to feel like what I did mattered because what else do you want right I truly wanted to do something that matters so I focused very much on those externals on doing really good in university, getting good grades, getting the right internships, getting the right um, courses, everything. Um, and I focused a lot on that, but I kind of neglected my personal development in that, in, in that period because it's so essential in your early 20s, especially, I think, to give room for play and take take some space for exploring different things and really really try to get back to your inspiring thoughts instead of your fear-based thoughts and because I already had that disbalance when it comes to alcohol and food and pressuring myself because I needed to overperform and making up for things that I probably didn't feel capable of when I was even younger so I already was in a disbalanced mode from quite a young age on and so it kind of kept going and kept going and I I was doing all the things that looked good on paper so eventually I I studied abroad in Canada which was amazing by the way um, and I interned, as I said, at the Dutch Embassy in London. I did courses. I made sure I had always a side job in different fields so I could put it, put it on my resume. And I was basically living on this perception of what I needed to do. Uh, I wasn't living my values. I wasn't living what was important to my heart. And that was because I never explored it. So... I also share this because I think it's important when it comes to our mental health to not only um, realize how you are shaped as a person, for example, if you're sensitive or if you already have uh, depression in your family or anything like that, but it's also important to be in line with your highest self, be in line with your highest purpose. And if we don't give ourselves room to explore those areas then I feel like your mental health also declines because if you're not happy with the things you're doing you're not getting any excitement you're not getting anything back from what you are giving where does your energy go right 
so I always see it as this thing that we all have this battery and when you are living a balanced life you have a battery that is um, fully charged when you are really in line with your purpose you're really in line with the things you do on a day-to-day basis so you're exercising um, but not over exercising you're doing meaningful work but you don't overwork yourself you're you have so social contacts and obligations but you don't overwhelm yourself and you still take care of yourself and you still plan that alone time and those things are all important um but i think it's important to really realize that and really embrace that as as young as possible because it's the per the the patterns the the things that you do on a day-to-day basis eventually form the framework upon which you base your life and which your life is basically run and the older you get the more difficult it is to kind of change those patterns that you've been doing for years and years um you start to identify with certain things and you feel like there is no way back at least that's what it kind of felt like to me so yeah take care of those patterns and create healthy patterns and habits for yourself um, whatever that might be and give yourself time to explore so coming back to that journey um, I kind of lost sight of what was important in my early 20s so when I just kept on going kept on going to too many social events, too much work next to my studies, too much studying, too much, too much, too much of everything. Um, And also some self-destructive behavior, which led back to some of the issues I had. But we will do another episode about that. Um, But yeah, so at age 25, I found myself completely depressed and overworked and the lights went out basically I had a burnout and it wasn't a small one um I really really had a hard time even um coming out of my bed in the morning I didn't feel I didn't feel like I had a sense of purpose I didn't feel like I had a sense of meaning in this life because I just worn myself out. My soul was craving for inspiration and love and creativity and breathing. And all I did was putting to-dos and work and so much obligations on myself. And it worn me out. So for a couple months, I was unable to work. And I could easily say that that was the worst time of my life. And... Looking back, it was the worst time, but it was also the most, um, I guess, um, grounding time. Although it sound might sound strange, but it really it it gave me the um, it gave me time and space to think about where did it all go wrong, basically. Give me the time and space to re-evaluate what was important to my life. Uh, What do I want to do? And 
why am I still doing things that I don't enjoy and that don't serve me? Not only when it comes to work, but also when it comes to friendships and when it comes to certain exercise. Um, I was doing a lot of things that really didn't feel good to my soul, but because I was raised a certain way and because I put all these high expectations on myself, I just felt like I could not do something else, you know? Um, and eventually it was slowly but surely just changing up the things that changing up things that didn't serve me and didn't provide me with any happiness with changing it for something that gave me a little bit of sense of purpose or gave me a bit more excitement and all those little bits add up in long time uh, over a long time and now looking back on it three years later I'm a much happier person I'm a much more grounded person I'm a much more secure person and I'm a much more I guess nice person as well to be around if that's anything you can say about yourself but I generally think that I, it also gave me space to just be more relaxed and grounded so yeah I can um, give you a few examples of the things that I changed um, and that might seem small but were big in the end um, so when it comes to exercise, um, my exercise back then was that I was um, doing field hockey and it's something that I grew up with and something that I very much identified with and I did it in Amsterdam and we had um, a group of 15 girls I'd say where we play hockey with twice a week and I very much identified myself with playing hockey and going to those um, certain events that went along with it, etc. And I felt like I could not stop doing that. Whereas it's very easy. If I didn't enjoy it anymore, I should just stop it. And, and that's what I did eventually. I, I started playing tennis again, something I really enjoyed. Started playing tennis with my father, with my sister, uh, to just spend more time with family and was such a good outlet for me because it's just had more had less pressure and it also allowed me to reconnect with what is important in my life my family so that's something I changed and then I also started some other exercises like yoga uh, which I talked about before and yeah just things that made me feel excited from the inside out and Exercise wise, that really gave me some sense of purpose and some sense of, okay, I'm on the right track. I'm on the right track, right? Um, when it comes to lifestyle, I, I tried different things and I'm not a health care. Like, as I said, I'm not a nutritionist or anything like that. But what I do know is that there is a thing called intuitive eating. And I feel like nowadays we are bombarded with different cooking books and there was a hype of be going vegan and just being plant-based and then there is a hype of something else and there's always a new thing a new thing that is popular when it comes to food but ultimately I think that you are 
always the boss of your own body and you are also the boss of what you put into your body on a day-to-day basis um there's no one else that um that forces certain foods um in your mouth right i mean you are ultimately the one that um uh, prepares your breakfast, prepares your lunch, and prepares your dinner, or chooses to eat something or buy something. So you are in, in power, and something that doesn't cost a lot of money. You don't need to see a healthcare professional, but what you can start doing is tuning into your body, just tuning into, um, yeah, your stomach, how your stomach feels. Um, your digestion, etc. Uh, just how you feel after you have eaten, after you've eaten something. So, for example, if you always eat, let's say, certain cereals with some milk in the morning, just see how your stomach reacts on it. Maybe you've never even mm, paid attention to it. Maybe you just thought that this is what you eat and that's it. But if you start paying attention to it, um, you should notice that it either feels like your stomach is somewhat flat and your digestion is easy and you don't have a hard time going to the toilets. I'm sorry for all the details, guys. But it's it just needs to be said that you need to feel good. You need to feel good in what you eat. And if you have a hard, you have a really hard stomach, for example, or every time you eat, you feel f- super bloated. That's not a good sign. That's not a sign of, wow, I'm serving my body the nutrients that it needs. It's a sign of, of okay, there's something off here. My body is not responding well to the foods that I put in into my body. So I see your body as an engine and every engine needs oil, right? And if you don't put the right oil in it, it's not going to run smoothly. Or you can see your body as a car, you know. If you are a diesel car and you only run on diesel and you start put a, suddenly you start putting gasoline into your car, what's going to happen? You're not able to to make an extra mile anymore. You're not able to drive that car because you are meant to you are driving on diesel and you're not meant to take gasoline. I hope you get what I mean. So food is a huge component. And again, there is no one size fits all. As I said, I've tried many different things and I'm still in um, still in a learning curve when it comes to food. Um, I would love to know more and I would probably... Um, in some of the future episodes talk with someone that knows more about nutrition and can tell us a bit more about what are those foods that serve different types of bodies Um, yeah so I think that's something I would definitely do if you guys would like that so we talked about exercise we talked about food those are huge huge components when it comes to mental health because you're as I said um exercises clears my mind exercise being active gives me an opportunity to not think and to not overthink because i feel like that's kind of the sickness of today's society is just to overthink to be too perfect um so yeah it really helps me and putting the right food into your body also is 
beneficial for your brain. But I would love to have a guest uh, guest podcast host here that talks a bit more about that. Then I would like to touch upon something that is a bit of a gray area, I guess. And that's your environment. I really like the quote of you are the sum of the five people you surround yourself with on a daily basis. So just think about the five people that are closest to you in your life and and just realize that you are basically the sum of them. And it sounds a bit fake maybe, but it's true. You attract certain people that are in the same phase of life or are supporting or are, I guess, helping you out. It can be different things. But what I always say is that it's so important to have people that you are surrounded by people that are truly supported, supporting you as an individual and your mission and the things that you do. Even if you have your worst days and you don't feel like you have it figured out and you don't know where, where you're heading, you should be surrounded by people that love you no matter what. And this unconditional love. And that's something that was also kind of off for me because I was also surrounded by, I guess, people that didn't necessarily have my best intent in mind or weren't fully supportive of what I was doing. They were supportive of some parts of me, the parts that are that were shiny and exciting and happy, but they weren't supportive of my quest uh, of happiness and the periods where I felt negative and down. And yeah, it's it truly is true that people say um, that you see who your real friends are I guess um, when you go through difficult periods in life and I don't think it's a good or or a bad thing Um, it's just is what it is I guess we all go through different phases in life so it's natural that you outgrow certain people and that you move into different directions we're not all meant to move and do the same direction I mean that would be very boring Um, so it might be that you outgrow certain people It might be that you just decide you don't want to have any negative energy from certain people. And negative energy is not, for example, it can be that a friend of yours is also struggling and going through a difficult time. I don't mean that they are putting out negative energy. It can be that it affects you. But I mean negative energy in the sense of not supporting you truly and unconditionally. And... I just want to tell you that you are, that everyone deserves to have people in their life that truly are their supporters, their cheerleaders. And if you feel like some of the people that are really close to you are not, just reevaluate that and reevaluate your friendship or your relationship with that person. Um, and it's difficult. I mean, it's not black and white with these things. And you don't have to cut out tomorrow all these people. I mean, it's just thinking about what serves you. Because as I said, everyone deserves to have uplifting and inspiring and supportive people in their lives. So yeah, 
we talked about exercise, we talked about nutrition, we talked about our environment. And those are the key, three key fields, I guess, where we can work on when we feel off or we feel down. And then there's something that I would like to add because I'm very grateful that I found more peace within myself and I found more general happiness because of the things that I started to do. But something that I struggled with is that I felt like I was a victim of my own story. Um, We all have our own stories, right? So we have certain childhood events, we have certain events in our young adulthood, our adulthood that shaped us. And it might be that you feel like you are a victim to certain stories or certain things that happened to you in your life. And I just want to remind you that you are never a victim to anything that um, you have experienced. Um, you know, some of you have might have not had those big life events yet that, I don't know, a really close person to you died or a burnout or something heavy like that. But it can be that there were small things that shaped your life and that really remind you sometimes that you feel like you can't do certain things. And I just want to remind you that ultimately you are the one that is in control of your own life. You are the one that decides if you choose certain people, certain environments, certain jobs. Ultimately, you have the power to change and to shape your own life. And that that's what this podcast is all about. It is that you have the power to create your own normal. You have the power to really shape your life the way you want it there is no like i don't know there's no police that's gonna stop you if you start doing what you actually love i know people that are so afraid to actually start doing things they love because they feel like it's illegal or they're not meant to do it or they're not allowed to do it but no one's gonna stop you no one is gonna tell you not to do it i mean There might be some haters that say, I don't want you to start this podcast or I don't want you to, I don't know, do this or that. But I don't know, those haters aren't, what are are they going to do? They're not going to hold you back. Ultimately, you have the power to shape your reality and to start really doing those things that you love. And that's when it comes to mental health, so important because Every time I remind myself and if I do my yoga practice or I do breathing exercises and I feel more grounded within myself, I feel that sense of connection to source. I feel that sense of connection to the universe and to my highest self possible. And I just know that I am in control. I am no victim to any story or any storyline that at one moment occurred in my life. I am no victim. I have the opportunity to create, to be abundant in many different lives, many different fields in our lives. I feel that's another story that we tell ourselves is that we are not capable of being abundant in many different fields in our lives. We're only abundant in love or we're only abundant in our career. We're only abundant in family life and we're not meant to have a thriving career while having a family or living your best single life or, uh, you know, being happy in, happy in other fields. Um, of course, it's always a 
finding that right balance that fits your soul. But we are, there is enough to go around for everyone. It's just something I've learned is always when I act out of love, when I act out of inspiring thoughts and inspiration, it serves me way better than when I think about um, when I act from a lacking mentality, when I operate from the sense of that's not meant for me or there must not be another podcast, for example, because there are already so many out there. Um, when I operate and think from those things, things are not going to happen for you. Um, I'm sorry to say it like that, but it's true. When I would have thought that, okay, I'm not going to start this podcast because, you know, there's a ton of other podcasts out there and who is going to listen to this? I would have never started this and you wouldn't wouldn't have listened to this right now. So I just want to remind you that there is enough for you, you that are listening here. There's enough to go around for everyone. Um, So you can be abundant and even thriving in different fields. Um without having to feel guilty about it, without having to second guess if you deserve it, because you do. Um, so, and that's something I only, something I only realized over the past years, because as my career went better, um, my health went better, my mental health, my physical health, a lot of things, you know, moved into the right direction. At first, I thought it was too good to be true, because how would it be possible that I suddenly felt better in my own skin? And how would it be possible that I was not struggling financially? And how would it be possible that, you know, I had all these things and lovely friendships that of lovely souls and people that I met over the past year is so beautiful. And did I really deserve that? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And I fully embrace that now. But it can sometimes feel like if you cope with depression or anxiety or any other mental health um, issue, you feel like there is, it's just not meant for you certain things. And I just want to remind you that that's not the case. Okay, I just got really passionate there, but that's just truly, truly what I feel. And yeah, to everyone that's struggling or sometimes struggling with their mental health, please know that you're not alone. And um, always make sure to call someone or to talk about your problems when you do feel your lowest. Because it's not possible to always feel your highest. Um, It's not possible for you. It's not possible for me. Um, That would just mean that we're just ecstatic the entire time. And that's not the case. Life is about duality. As I said before, it's about black and white dark and light it's about yin and yang it's about the duality so sometimes certain events need to happen just like this pandemic that we are now in all together that have to remind us to thrive and to really be appreciative and grateful for things we already have so i hope i really truly hope that some of the things that i talked about give you some relief or recognition um maybe you know a family member or a friend that deals with their mental health sometimes please make sure to share this podcast with them because as i know from my own experience it's sometimes really helpful to hear someone else's story um so yeah that was it for today i hope to to um to have you here tomorrow again because as i said i'm gonna do this daily podcast from now on 
at least until um yeah we are not in quarantine anymore so yeah it's really exciting i'm so happy and grateful to share my journey with you and hope to see you tomorrow in the next one have a lovely evening day or uh, morning whatever it is whatever time you're tuning into this okay ciao ciao